Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm right here, boss, man. I got this, yeah. set the spread episode of the ankle pick pod we're gonna go ahead and call this episode episode 13 and a half we've got a little bit of a special structure set up for this one uh a minimal crew logged on uh we've got our presiding expert analysts first known to twitter as mma capper dk my brother dan hi how are you doing well coming off a a fresh submission underground that happened this afternoon um A little bit of a snooze main event with Mason Fowler and Vinny. I thought that Vinny would put up a better show, but Mason just proves again that he's a master of these ADCC overtime rules, and no one can stop him. Guys, on a grind. Uh, I was just watching football all day. Uh, Next, obviously, we've got our uh, Twitter's unknown entity and number one future problem, Reese Poulter. Yes, sir. You know it. I'm excited. This is going to be for the for the listeners who are who usually tune into the weekly show. This is going to be something totally different. It's going to be super short, 20 minutes max. It's going to be me and the Courts brothers clowning around trying to guess lines to as accurately as possible. So I'm so excited. Kobe came up with this idea. I'm 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 blast for it. I'm I'm excited. So Danny mentioned it, we, it's Sunday night here. We just drained ourselves all day uh, watching football and whatever else Danny's watching. Uh, <laughs> submission well, grappling. Submission grappling. We're also coming after. Well, we're coming at you guys after the uh, home Aldana card that was overall pretty good. Uh, home home looked great. We'll get to that a little bit later in the week with our regularly scheduled episodes. Uh, but for now, what we've home got here tonight, good. we mentioned is a special set the spread episode uh, of the Ankle Pick Pod. So the structure will be as follows: there's there's six fights currently on the main card. We'll see how that all shakes out over at Fight Island. Uh, Reese and Dan have tried to stay away from the spreads of these upcoming fights, so I'll moderate. I'll give them a chance to A, pick the favorite, and B, you guessed it, set the spread. Uh, so first analyst will have a minute or so to talk through their choice, set a spread, and pass the baton. Second analyst will hop in, uh, have a minute or so to respond, make their case, and again, set the spread. I'm excited for this one, boys. Are we ready? Yeah. This is good. And, and just, just really quickly. When I'm, he said that we attempted to stay away from lines. I have not seen a single. I'm truly going into this completely blind. I wasn't even really sure what the main card was until first logging on. So this is going to be, I'm almost scared. I'm actually scared. I, I'm scared I'm going to embarrass myself, but it's worth the roll. I'm equally blind. But when he says attempt to stay away, for me, it was a conceded effort. I, I checked. I mean, as I'm sure Reese does as well, I check best fight odds almost daily for what whatever's posted and what whatever's upcoming. And I made sure to stay away. I have no yeah, idea I what's try, coming here. I but, try to get uh, the business of value, but th- this is – I was too excited for this. All right. Well, with that, let's kick it. Let's, uh, let's get things started. So, first, we'll go to Reese. We've oh, got crap. a featherweight bout, Yusef Zalal and Ilya Tapur- Tapuria. So, so this is one I was pretty excited on. A- anyone listening to this podcast has probably seen Yusuf Salal fight quite a bit. He's got great stand-up, very fast and quick kickboxer. 
big for the 145 division. He's 5'10". Um, and the thing that's really great about him is he does have submission skills. This guy, Tapora, not Taporia, he's a Spaniard, not really sure who he is. I haven't gotten to tape him ever. Uh, he's making his UFC debut. The thing is, is he's got seven wins by submissions. He's never hit the scorecards. He's 8-0. So I think the average person is like, okay, this guy's a young prospect. He's, he's a beast. I think at 23 years old, he bit off a little too much that he can handle with Yusuf Zalal. And without the UFC experience that someone like Zalal has, I think he's going to be in some deep waters. I'm going to say Yusuf Zalal, and this could be embarrassing, but I'm going to say four, minus 475, like maybe more. I mean, somewhere around that 475, I, I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he was over minus 500. DK? So, yeah, uh, Yusuf Zalal definitely has – the experience advantage he's four ufc fights deep but or three ufc fights deep but all those have gone to the scorecards as reese said tapura is or tapura is a the opposite stylistic guy he finishes everything and he finishes them all on the ground he's a bjj guy i actually haven't gotten to watch him so i don't i can't vouch for his skills whatever i think that zalal should be able to take him to deep waters i agree with reese but I don't think I agree with that steep of the line. I think it's going to be more like 250. I'll take the under Reese, but the number I'll put there is Yusuf Zalal minus 250. All right. So right off the bat, right off the bat, we might have a, a line that might be included in some parlays here. Zalal is currently favored at minus 185. Whoa. Okay. okay. Whoa. A lot of respect for this guy's ground game. Then. Whoa. I, I think Zalal has great t- takedown defense. Whoa. So I don't, wow. I don't know if this will hit the ground. And I, I know. I, and he's no slouch. He's got to take to the ground. Wow. I And he's no slouch on the ground. I was thinking when I was making that line, which I'm clearly way off on, was would I take this Taporia guy plus – 220 no I feel like I'd be throwing money in the trash you know what I mean so I kept going higher until there was a point where I'd be like okay I'll consider taking him that he can get Zalal to the ground and potentially sub him so I am honestly taken back by that I am shocked all right definitely yeah all right well second second fight of the main card it's a heavyweight fight uh Tom Aspinall and Alan Baudot I I might be over pronouncing that French Baudot but uh Danny take us away Tom Aspinall, he, he himself is actually pretty new to the UFC, having only one fight, and it's uh, in 2020. Some could call him a, co- a COVID fighter, but he has a pretty extensive Cage Warriors background, and this is one I don't know too much on. I know that Aspinall has fought in the more credible – in the more MMA promotion, the more prestigious promotions. Oh, like Cage Warriors, I love yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a Cage um, Warriors guy for, for a little bit, I remember. I gotta, I, I really don't know much about this Baudo guy. I gotta think, like, maybe Aspinall minus 300, just because. Okay. I mean, I, I, I've seen Aspinall fight. He's been fighting real fighters, real, like, professional fighters whether it's in Cage Warriors or the UFC, for much longer than Baudo. But this is one that I'll be interested to tape. That's interesting. So for me, I actually am similar to Danny. 
I actually am going to go even higher, which is again, after my, after the use of Zalal, I'm actually like scared to go higher, but you look at his resume, the, the USC experience is so minimal that I don't take it into too much of an account, but I like Tom Aspinall. I liked him here. I, I'm going to say Aspinall minus 405, 420. I know heavyweight fights, it's tough to take that. But one thing that's important to note is that Bout, Budao, Budae, he's moving up. He's, he's a 205er. <clears throat> so I think size is going to favor Tom Aspinall. I think strength is going to favor Tom Aspinall. And I think the experience, I mean, I just was looking at his resume. I think he's got like three or four first round, four first round finishes in a row. And his last loss was a DQ illegal elbow. So, I mean, he's, he's a vicious guy. He likes to stand and bang. I, I, I'm guessing first round finish, but Aspinall minus 405, 425, something like that. So y'all hit this spread with a 710 split. Uh, the, the numbers minus 370 for Aspinall. So Reese, a little bit closer there. We're going to tie things up at one uh, through the first two. Third I should be negative a point for that first guess. That was so bad. <laughs> Third fight of the main card, middleweight bout, Marcus Perez. And I apologize to his family in advance. There's no way I'm going to pronounce this correctly. But Strykus Duplessis. Reese, take Dude, it away. That could be right. Looks as good as – it looks good to me, honestly. I'm familiar with Marcus Perez. He's got a pretty good resume as well. So when you're looking at the type of fighters that Marcus Perez has fought, even recently, 12 and three, but in the UFC, he lost to Wellington Terman, who I think is going to be, who's better than people expect. Don't sleep on it. Beat Anthony Hernandez, Tuesday contender series guy, lost to Andrew Sanchez. He had a good performance. So, so he, 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 he's been okay in the UFC, um, he's actually been – he's two and three, but he beat Ian Heinish in LFA, which is no joke. So, with his submission and KO power versus Newcomer, this one's so tough. After last time and I got rolled by the Newcomer, um, th is this fight taking place at middleweight? Yep. So, this Dreykus guy is also moving up. He fights at 170. So, a submission guy making his UFC debut – my range is like 185 to 225, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna go on the higher end of that. I'm gonna say Marcus Prez minus like 225. It could even be as high as oh my, maybe 235. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Marcus Prez minus 225. Yeah, so this is another one that I don't know too. I don't know too much about Duplessis. Uh, Marcus Perez is super well rounded. I see it a little bit. Not I see it. I think that the books are gonna see it as a classic grappler versus striker. And I Perfect. think that they're going to give the striker a little bit more credit. The, the Brazilian, Marcus Perez being the grappler in that. And Interesting. I think that they're going to give Duplessis some credit. Dreykus is five, and five wins by KOT, KO nine wins by submission in his career out of his 14, no decisions. But he does have that K1 kickboxing background, doesn't he? I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> this guy's new to me. He might. I, I'm, I was looking at his tapology page. And I'm pretty sure. Okay. So he probably is. He's probably well-rounded too. I might be a little high on my line, honestly. I think that the I, – I like Marcus Perez here, in all honesty. I, I think that your line, if I was setting it, I, like it would be around whatever, minus 200. But I think that the book's going to be like minus 180. I know that's not a big okay. shift. That's, yeah, that's like right where I'm at. Uh, Marcus Perez is actually the dog in this one right now, plus 120. Yep. 
A lot of respect wow. on Dreykus's name. So uh, we'll, we'll look forward to taping that one going forward this oh, week. And come back. Holy wow. Shit. First glance, I'm shocked at that line. Holy shit. Yeah. Let's get back into it a little bit later in the week. We got a little bit of taping to do there. But that's the fun of this process that we're going through here. Fight, fourth fight on the main card. Heavyweight fight. Marcin Tybur- Tybura versus Ben Rothwell. Danny, lead us off. Heavyweights. Uh, I mean, these ones, to me, feel like a coin flip with their gas tank and whatnot and their power. Ben Rothwell is a super fun guy. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, definitely on that cheese curd and uh, spotted cow diet. Um, Colin, why'd, off- you have to men- why'd you have to mention beer, Dan? I got to go get one now. Come on now. <laughs> you know better than that. Talk like that around alcoholics. Come on. Uh, he, he had a, a win this past May, I think, over OSP. We, we don't have to get into how we feel about OSP, but – with these heavyweights, I think it's kind of about who's going to land, and I think it's going to be uh, Ben Rothwell out of Milwaukee. This one, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think I've got it like Rothwell minus 150, minus, maybe minus 180, mm. and Tybura plus 150. I think I'm going to favor the, the power out of Milwaukee coming. I mean, I, I was on – some dude out of Fortis, whether it was Ryan Span or some some when he got scorched by OSP, and now I'm thinking about this Rothwell win with a little bit more of a little bit more significant light, and I'm not Alonzo sure. Alonzo Menafield. Yeah, Alonzo Menafield. Um, <laughs> fuck, fuck Fortis MMA. All right, yeah. Dan's Fortis minus one eighty. Reese, what's your what's your number? Fortis is a tough spot. I'm actually now scared because. I'm very similar to Dan. So Ben Rothwell is one of the few guys. He's in the Derek Lewis league where he cuts weight to get to 265. I mean, he's a big, big man. And he's a guy who he got popped a while ago by USADA. He's been in and out of the UFC. Um, Actually, maybe he hasn't. Oh, no, he hasn't been. He's been in the UFC for a while. It was a suspension. So he didn't get cut. He was just suspended for a while. But he gives me mixed opinions. Like, you don't know what you're going to get out of this guy, what he's going to give. But against Steven Struve and OSP his last two times out, he's looked good to me. Marcin Tibura, there was a point in time, like the Derek, when he fought Derek Lewis, where I, I liked him on the ground and I thought he'd be able to dictate a lot of fights on the ground. Rothwell's too freaking big for that shit. Knock it off. Rothwell minus 205. So – I, gave, I, I said we all had the 7-10 split on the Aspinall-Baudot fight. You guys are cornering in on this one. The line is Rothwell minus 190. So Danny yep. edges Reese out by five. Uh, oh, there. what am I doing? I was going to say, goddamn. Second to last fight of the night, featherweight bout, Edson Barbosa and Makwan Amirkani. Uh, Reese's turn to lead us off. Yeah, I'm happy I'm getting this one because the main event, I actually am clueless, and I know both the fighters very well. So this one I'm a little more confident on. Uh, Dan's going to hear my breakdown before he goes, so I'm a little sad. He might change his opinion. But So this is one that I think people on first glance who know the sport are going to be like, okay, Makwan, pretty decent fighter, made a name for himself, great on the ground. I know his recent opponents like Chris Fishgold doesn't get the highest – 
regard, but Shane Burgos, Danny Henry. I mean, he's like, he's, he's good. I mean, I, 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 he's well known at least. I like Mockbach. The thing is about Edson is he's looked at as an, as an aged striker, but he's a Brazilian. You know, he's good on the ground. He's not going to get caught by these submissions. He's going to work. I mean, act absolutely work Mockbach on the feet. Not only do I think the line is north of 200, but I also, at first glance, can already tell you I'm probably going to be betting this one on Edson. I'm going to say Edson Barbosa minus 235. Okay. See, it seems this. high. I love this. I Like, Reese and I, we're zeroing in on that number. I don't know where it is, but I'm right with Reese. Okay. It's a fun job. one. Barbosa's out of ATT. Maquan's out of SBG Ireland. He's got some sort of association with Connor. I'm sure Connor's not spending too much time in the gym as of late. Um, Maquan is the better wrestler. Obviously, Edson's a world-class Muay Thai striker. He's got the advantage on the feet here. Maquan struggles with great strikers. Uh, he struggled with Burgos. I do think he's going to absolutely struggle with Edson. I think it's 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 interesting. I like want to I want to take the under for you, but I I mm. like I wrote down I have it at like minus two twenty five. So really I'm taking I'm taking the under by like uh, when I rice, one one piece of rice. <laughs> I I thought you were for before we even talked about our opinions on this fight, which I just heard Danny's opinion for the first time. I thought you were going to be closer to Maquan due to his grappling prowess. Yeah, I thought- no, I, 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 obviously I love grapplers. I do think that people that train out of SVG get a like fifty point bump in Vegas. It's a, it's a ridiculous thing. Um, and I also think that, like you said, people assume Edson's this striker right. on the decline, and he's a world class Muay Thai striker. His, his world kick class. to the body is like gives me nightmares. But he's something a, I, I like. I dream about. He's also a black belt too, right? Yeah, right, yeah, one hundred percent. And his yeah. switch kick is the fastest thing I've ever fucking seen. Maquan was struggling on the feet with not only Chris Fishgold, but also, like you said, Shane Burgos. Like I, I, I know Maquan's slick as can be. I know he absolutely has the capability of catching Edson, but like this has got to be over two hundred. It's yeah, just got. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Edson I is not. Edson is not as washed up as people think at all. Do you know what my guess is, Dan? New guess, new guess. It's the line opened at, like, call it 190, and I bet it moved all the way to, like, 250 or something with our exact opinions. I don't have the opening lines here, but our analysts, they deserve a raise for all the listeners out there. We've got the Edson Barbosa line set at minus 250 right now. Oh, Reese wow. is going to edge Danny out and oh, uh, wow. get within striking that. distance for our final fight of the evening, the main event. Marlon Marias, Corey Sandhagen, and a bantamweight bout. Danny, put him on ice. What's the line? Yeah, this is this one. This one's really interesting, as Reese alluded to a second ago. I know both of these guys well, and this one's a tough one to put a number at. Uh, Marlon's been a lot less active than Corey, uh, at least his 2020 concern. Uh, he had a big 2019 with wins over Sunsau and Aldo, and a sandwiched by a Cejudo loss for the title. But he even looked great in the first round of that. I used this analogy a couple times. Marlon Marias is a sports car. He's going to start fast. He's going to start strong. He's going to look really cool. 
until he breaks down. Uh, I think that he needs to kind of get this over quick. He's got big finishes over guys like, uh, I mean, Jose Aldo, Jimmy Rivera, Aljamain Sterling, just like the best of the best in this division. He's a guy I'm looking to bet, but I think that this sport has a big recency bias. And the big and tall with a long reach, Corey Sandhagen, who went on a big streak, is super intriguing for guys in Vegas and super intriguing for the matchmakers like Sean Shelby and Dana White, who are developing this division. I see this one close to a pick em. I'm going to end up betting Marlon Marias, but I think that he sits at like a plus 110. I, I, like, I don't know. I, I, I think that recency bias is going to hurt the people in the desert setting these numbers. And they're going to put the number on Corey with a slight lean. And there's going to be a minimal amount of value on Marlon. And, and look for me after a little bit of taping to bet Marlon. But I think I'm going to go with Sandhagen as the favorite at minus 120. Wow. I'm, I'm right there with Danny. I mean, this fight is like as close as it can be. The, the, the thing is, for me, is I think the opposite. I think when the exact, I think what he's saying is, is dead right, but the opposite. I think Corey Sandhagen had all this hype behind him and got finished super quick by Aljo, super quick. Someone who got finished by Marlon. You look at Marlon, two fights ago, he's fighting for the title. Then the next fight after that, he's fighting Jose Aldo, who's a first ballot, Hall of Fame, best featherweight of all time. So with his resume, my guess is, not only I think the I think my guess is the book line is going to start very close to even or close even, maybe even Sandhagen is a favorite which it seems crazy to say out loud but could be I'm guessing by the time it closes Marlins minus 130 140 but I'm going to say a lot of betting on I'm I'm guessing a lot of betting on Marlin but I'm going to say right now if we're going by like I mean it's Sunday night so. Lions haven't had that much movement yet. I'm going to say Corey Sandhagen minus 125. And, and the other thing about the uh, Jose Aldo fight for Marlon Marais is a lot of the public, including Dana and including the matchmakers, as we talked about before, think he lost it and actually gave Jose the bump. I uh, did. And, Me being one of those people. Yeah, I had money on Jose that night. It was a – but. I mean, Marlon didn't look bad, but no, a lot of people but consider him on a two-fight skit. That's me being that's me being one of those people. But you look at his resume, especially so. Sandhagen had all this hype, goes out, gets finished instantly by a guy who Marlon Marais had a flash knockout not that long ago, um, and beat beat some other good guys. Just recently lost for the title, which is in people's minds. So. Sandhagen from like if, if for example I guess this is the best way to put it and, and 511 is huge and I know we're running a little long but if I went out on the street and and talked to some people who might not catch every card or, or not like us and I said do you know Marlon Marais or Corey Sandhagen a lot more people are gonna be familiar with Marlon a lot more people are gonna be like they're gonna especially when they're showing the tapes and stuff of, of Marlon's vicious knockouts so yeah I'm, I'm going I think Sandhagen is gonna be minus to start 125 honestly might even be low might be closer to like 130 i know it seems like nothing like 130 but I'll jump in here reese just barely edged out danny with that one by going over 
currently sitting at minus 150 as your favorite, Corey 150? That's bigger wow. than I thought. Wait, what did Danny say? Minus 120. Minus 120. Minus 120. So we got okay. a 3-3 tie after the inaugural Set the Spread episode on the Ankle Pick Pod. Fuck yeah. That's all I like to hear. The one thing that's crazy is I didn't expect Sanhagen to be that big, but but it, it, it you're about to see the battles of the casuals versus the sharp betters because I know and, and Danny, I did I'm not mean to call you casual. Like you I haven't we oh, haven't no. yet. So Don't who knows? Worry. Yeah, who knows? But I think there's gonna be a lot of small bets placed on Marlin, and I think there might be some bigger size bets placed on Corey. And so It'll be interesting to see which way that line moves. I'm also intrigued by that Marlin pick that Danny was talking about because I, too, on first glance, thought that there could be value at, at Marlin at the plus line. So it'll be interesting to see where that money comes in and how it shakes out. But, but that, for bantamweight, Corey at 5'11", with his crazy. huge reach, is it's crazy. And he fights with it, too. He, he weaponizes yes, he's a very so – but, but when scary. you're – and we can save some of this for the episode later in the week, but when you – when you when you find those guys who are super long and lanky, they tend to sacrifice power. I know Izzy says everyone has power, but it's just a, it's it's true. The other thing too is, is this is this five rounds? That's got to play a factor after we've yeah, seen it, it, it definitely is five rounds. All right, well, boys, we got to wrap up. Thanks for tuning in on the inaugural episode of Set the Spread, brought to you by the Ankle Pick Pod. One thing I'm particularly excited about, as you can tell, as we got a little bit deeper into the main event here. And uh, we, we weren't dealing with as many guys making their UFC debuts. Uh, Reese and Danny, you guys both were zeroing in on those lines, which makes me real confident in, in the numbers that you're putting out there and, and the bets you ultimately end up making. So uh, I'm looking forward to continuing this. Had a blast. But until then, we'll see you guys later in the week with our regular scheduled episode. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.